others. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with us, thy spirit 
attend my cry. You have to let it simmer. Just simmer a little while. 
Amen. From the book of Acts, chapter 7. Acts, chapter 7. We began reading at verse 54. Acts chapter 7, beginning with verse 54. These are the words that you find. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Amen. <clears throat> I want to talk this morning. I want to talk about living out your faith. Living out your faith. It's one thing to talk it, but it's something totally different to live it. Living out your faith. Some, some few of you may have had the opportunity to meet my father-in-law. It's been with the Lord now for a long time, but a few of you maybe that were here when we came, a few of you got a chance to meet Marvin F. Billups. Marvin F. Billups <coughs> was one of the wisest, wittiest, and most plain-talking folk that you would ever meet. If you had met him, you would sort of understand Beverly a little better. <laughs> Witty, quick-talking. Yeah. When, when he, uh, years ago, when he was stricken with an illness, I had the honor at that time, I, I had the honor of being the one who carried him back and forward to his doctor's appointment. He had, his doctor was in Augusta, Georgia. 
So my job was to go pick him up, and I would take him to Augusta. We would ride. We'd have some of the best times riding along on our trip to Augusta. One trip, <clears throat> the doctor finally said to him, Mr. Billups, we've done everything we could do to turn this condition around, but it looks like we're losing the battle. Said, Mr. Billups, with your, I'll just have to go on and tell you, with your present condition, at most you might have six months to live. And then he proceeded to give him this list of stuff that he could have and that he could not have. Some, some foods that he could eat and some things that he couldn't eat. And he, on that list was sweet stuff. You can't have sweet stuff. So on our way back home, we're on our way back home, and he, he was just like he always was, his jolly self, joking self. We were, there were certain stops we had when we would drive, we would go, there were certain stops, and so we made all of our stops, and the final stop we always made, we always stopped at a service station to get gas, put gas in Mo's car, so we can gas Mo's car back up. So we stopped at the station, I'm putting gas in the car, he goes into the station, he comes out, and he has not one, not two, but a whole pack of baby Ruth. <laughs> so he comes out with his uh, baby Ruth, and immediately when he gets in the car, I began to remind him, now, now, now Daddy, you, you heard what the doctor said. You heard him say what you're not supposed to have. And his, his response, as only he could do it, Richard, I'm saved. When I die, I'm going to heaven. And if the only thing I got to answer God for is eating this candy, I'm in good shape. <laughs> Then he said, so Richard, you just hush about my candy and don't tell Ma. <laughs> Once a person has come to really know Jesus and sure enough learn to put their total trust in him and in every word he says once they clearly understand his death on the cross once they understand his resurrection on Sunday morning somehow the cares of this world lose control over them are y'all hearing this that's why our foreparents could be heard singing before I be a slave I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free that's why Martin Luther King that's why that, that's why yeah yeah he was unmanageable that, that's why he was, un, he was unmanageable. He, he was unafraid to stand on what was right. Yeah, he, he, matter of fact, he said in his final speech, he said, I'd love to live. I'd like to live a long life. Long liberty has its place. But listen at him. He said, but I ain't concerned about that now. Y'all hear me? I'm not concerned about it now. I just want to do God's will. 
he ends up saying, I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I'm just trying to show you that when folk truly know Jesus and understand why he came and what he did, the cares of this world somehow loses control over them. So it was with this servant, Stephen, the first martyr of this movement that we know as the church. You remember we talked about Stephen. We talked about those deacons last week. We continue this morning with our account of the church's beginning, the, the commissioning of the apostles, the arrival of the Holy Ghost, and the multitude that immediately believed and began to join this movement we know as the church. Last week, we talked about the problem that arose with the rapid growth and the fact that the apostles saw the need to ask for some help in solving these problems. People were bringing money, laying it down at the feet of the apostles for the support of the ministry. Watch this. But it did not take them long to realize that trying to oversee the distribution of money was taking away not only from their prayer time, but from their commitment to spread the word of God. Are y'all hearing me? People laying money at their feet. And they realize this is a problem because it's taken away from ministry. And I just feel like I need to take, make a point right here. Watch this. The apostles were not at all distracted from their assignment by the fact that people were laying money at their feet. Don't miss that. They were not distracted by the fact that folk were laying. How many pastors, how many ministries have been derailed because of money being laid at their feet? You remember that <clears throat> their reasoning, their reasoning was that it is not wise for us to leave the word of God and begin to serve tables. So they called the people together. You remember from last week. They called the people together and shared with them the need for help. So last week, we were introduced to the work of a deacon. Although the word was never used, it was the work. They, 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 were, they had not been given the name, but they were servers. They were the, were the worker we introduced to the deacon. There were chosen seven men. These seven men were charged to help the apostle in the service of the people. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to chapter 6, verse 5, and you will see their names, and you can read them for yourselves, and you will save me from butchering their names right here in public. <laughs> Just turn over there and read it. You'll see who they are. They chose these seven men laid their hands on them, and put them to work. Please don't misread the laying on of hands. This, this the laying on of hands. It wasn't, it wasn't a transfer of power. It was merely a blessing 
like, like Jacob blessed both of Joseph's sons, just laid his hands on them to bless them. And all this was done so that the apostles could give themselves to prayer and ministry. All of this was done. They did all of this so the apostles would be free to pray and do ministry. Watch this, watch this. By prayer, they speak to God, and by the word of God, they speak to the people. They were doing what they got to do. We got to say in prayer, we got to keep in the word of God because we got to stay in touch with God and we got to stay in touch with the people. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. And you see that result of this move. The apostles, the apostles seeking because they sought help and because they got help. The word says in verse 7 that the word of God increased. And the number of disciples multiplied. It's sort of amazing to me. It's sort of amazing. Study the word. It's amazing that while Jesus was on earth, he had less success in Jerusalem than he did anywhere. But now that he's gone back to his father, the church now is taking root in Jerusalem. Now that he's back with his father, we see the church in Jerusalem multiplying daily. As a matter of fact, chapter 6, verse 7, says many Jewish priests, these are priests that have been made priests under the law of Moses, but many of them were converting now. And now they are becoming followers of Jesus Christ. But of these seven men, that have been chosen, one by the name of Stephen, somehow sticks out. This one by the name of Stephen. Verse 8 says that he was full of faith, full of faith and power, and he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Are y'all hearing me? He did great wonders and he did miracles among the people. A deacon. But he did great wonders and miracles. He wasn't an apostle. He was a deacon. But he did great miracles and wonders among the people. Are y'all hearing me? They, they were doing the same thing that we read the apostles were doing. Watch it now, though. Watch it now. Although he was a man of uncommon gifts and he was really fitted for higher service, he did not think it below himself to take a job waiting tables. Y'all hear me? He could have been anything he wanted to. He had the power just like the apostles had, but he did not think it was below him to take a position serving tables. Sounds so like Jesus, doesn't it? Philippians 2, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to take on the form of a servant. Bible says Stephen was full of faith and power, which enabled him to do great things. The Bible says that he did great wonders and miracles among the people. 
Now, don't think it strange that even though he wasn't a preacher, he was able to do great wonders. Don't think that's strange. Don't think that well, he, although he was not a preacher, he was able to do great wonders. And the reason why you don't need to think it strange is because you don't have to be a preacher to be gifted. May I say it again? I say, you don't have to be a preacher to be gifted. First Corinthians 12 teaches that all saved folk are given gifts. Y'all better hear me up in here. All saved folk are given gifts. Mark 16, 17 speaks of signs that follow not just the preacher, but signs that follow all who believe. Y'all ain't hearing me. Brothers and sisters, I, 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 you ought to thank God. Thank God for the pastor. Thank God for the deacon. But sometimes you need to tap into the power that God has put. Are y'all hearing me? You need to tap into the power, that gift that God has given you. I'm trying to help somebody here. Sometimes you're busy trying to get an appointment with the pastor. Are y'all hearing me? For him to do what you ought to be doing for yourself. Y'all ain't hearing me. Learn how to lay your hands on your own self. Y'all ain't hearing me. Learn how to bind your own demons. Chase the devil out of your own house. was real rooted in the word of God. He did not mind pleading the cause of Christ against those who opposed it. He was not afraid to stand up for Jesus. But his boldness caused him a problem. Are y'all hearing me? His boldness caused him a problem, not, not among those who were hungering and thirsting after righteousness, but he got in trouble with the religious authorities. The same folk who are already opposing the apostles. Are y'all hearing me? The same folk who had failed in every attempt to stop the apostles. So now, they're saying, well, maybe we, we can't do anything with those preachers. We can't do anything with the apostles. Maybe, may, maybe we can make a stand against these folk who have been chosen to help them out. We can't do anything with them. Maybe we can do something. Maybe we can, we, we can stand, take a stand against those who have been chosen to help them. We've had no success in overthrowing the pastor. Maybe we can make some headway with the deacon. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. But, but what they found was that Stephen was just as strong and just as powerful in the spirit and in the word of God as the apostles were. Somebody ought to shout what they found out is that his help was just as strong. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
any of y'all ever been in a Bible class here with Deacon's teaching? <laughs> Anybody, any, any of y'all ever been around in class with some of our deacons teaching? We, we, we've got deacons here that, that, that have, de have teaching gifts that way surpass mine. Are y'all hearing me? It's all about God's gifting. How God wants to use you. The Bible doesn't tell us why they picked Stephen out. We don't know why. For some reason, they just zeroed in on Stephen. Some scholars, some scholars believe that Stephen might have been a student. Might have been a student of the word. And that he might have actually been sitting at the feet of Gamaliel. He might have been one of those students sitting there. Paul, Saul might, Paul Saul might have been one of his classmates. <laughs> he might have been in that same class sitting at the feet of Gamaliel. He might have been one of Paul's class. They, but, 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 yeah, yeah. And if that's the case, they saw him as a traitor. You've been here learning with us. You, if that's the case, they saw him and they wonder, how did you get over there on the side of Jesus? Some think that they picked him out because they felt like uh, they, they saw him and they knew that they could see that he was a learned man. And some people think that they picked him out because they felt like he was more worthy uh, of a debater than the apostles. Matter of fact, you know, they looked at the apostles. They, they saw them as being ignorant and unlearned. But they saw Stephen and they said, well, he at least, at least he's worthy of our debating with him. But as it turned out, they chose the right one. <laughs> they chose the right one. Stephen would not back down. Verse 10 says that they were not able to resist his wisdom and they were not able to resist the spirit in which he spake. Oh, they chose the right one. So since they were no match for his wisdom, since they were no match for his spirit, they, need, they, they, they did the next best thing. And the thing that always seems to work when folk can't stand up against the truth, they did the next best thing. Y'all thought this was something new. But what they did, look at it, they came up with a big lie. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. See, y'all thought that was something new. No, it's been going on. When folk cannot stand up against what is right, every time they'll come up <laughs> with a big lie. They accuse him of speaking blasphemy against Moses. This man is here speaking blasphemy, blasphemy against Moses and speaking blasphemy against God. And one thing about a big lie, you can always find some folk to back you up. Oh, you're seeing it in the news right now. I don't care what kind of lie you tell, sometimes there's a whole party. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. Willing to stand and tell the same lie. Yeah. They, 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 they pulled together false witnesses. 
who would testify to the lie. They went to court and said, we have heard this man. Are y'all hearing me? We've heard him say that this Jesus he's talking about, we've heard him say that he's going to destroy this place, that he's going to change everything that Moses stood for. Listen at the lie. This man is about to change everything that we've ever believed. After his accusers finished their lies, the high priest asked Stephen one question. Looked at Stephen, Deacon Stephen, and said, are these things so? <laughs> well, he asked him a question, so the right thing to do is answer. Are these things so? And when he asked him that question and, over and asked that question, he opened up the door <laughs> for Stephen to do what he wanted to do all the time. The Bible says that Deacon Stephen started preaching. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. Deacon Stephen started preaching. I tell the deacons, any deacon over here, and they, they, they've heard this in their training, I don't have a deacon that couldn't get up here and do a sermon if it had to. Any one of them could get up here and do a sermon if they needed. A deacon always ought to have a sermon. Yeah, Stephen starts preaching. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. Me, men and brothers, listen at him. He started out just like a preacher. Men and brothers, fathers, hearken, listen. See, when I read that, I hear him saying, are y'all hearing? Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he starts out, and he went all the way back. Listen, this is a long sermon. He, he preached the whole Old Testament. Read it, read it. Preached the whole Old Testament all the way back to Abraham. Start talking about Abraham, covered the period of Isaac and Jacob. He talked about Joseph and his reign in Egypt. He talked about Moses and the law. Are y'all hearing me? Talked about how God used Moses to deliver them. I, yeah, he talked about everything all the way from the beginning. But then he comes on down to his closing. I don't know how long it took him. But he come down to his closing, and as he come down to his closing, just like any good Baptist preacher, <laughs> he ends up telling them about Jesus. <laughs> he ends up telling them about Jesus, but he didn't stop there. He reminded them how they killed him. How they put him on, are y'all hearing me? How they put him on, are y'all hearing this? And he said, y'all are the ones. <laughs> Y'all are the ones who put him to death. <laughs> I know I fooled y'all. Y'all thought I was at the end, didn't you? <laughs> so, verse 54. <laughs> verse 54. Verse 54 says, By the time, by this time, they listened to him, and they had all they could take. Had all they could take. The, the word says, they were cut to their hearts. He, he not only did it tell them Jesus died, he said, y'all killed him. 
Bible says they were cut to their hearts. And by this time, they were so mad. Read it right there in the text. They were grinding their teeth. They were so mad. But while they are filled with anger, Stephen is looking steadfastly toward heaven. Are y'all hearing this? They're mad. They're grumbling. They're fussing. Peter is looking steadfastly toward heaven. And as if they wasn't mad enough already, he told them what he saw. He said, y'all raising sand down here. Y'all keep fussing and going. He said, but let me tell you what I see. I see the heavens open up. I see the heavens open up, and I see Jesus. Watch this. Standing. <laughs> oh, you always read. You always read about Jesus sitting at the right hand, but his servant is in trouble. He said, I see him standing at the right hand. Standing at the right hand of God. <laughs> They're already mad. They're already mad. But according to the word, they got even madder. They took him out of the city and they began to stone him. Began to stone him. But watch this. Even as he died. <laughs> I'm talking about living up to your faith. I'm talking about walking by faith. Even as he died, he prays. Are y'all hearing this? Even as he died, he prays. And look at what he's praying for. First of all, he prays for himself. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. But then he didn't stop right there. They're stoning him to death, but he prays for them. Are y'all listening to this? Folks stoning him to death. He prays for them. Listen to what he says. Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Doesn't that remind you of something? Doesn't that remind you of Jesus hanging on the cross? saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what <laughs> they do. This is a series, and I'm through now. It's a series. I'm through now, but as I close, I, I'm still trying to get this series. As I close, I want to close with a cliffhanger. You know what a cliffhanger is. You, you, know, you know when they stop a movie and they ain't going to finish it, they'll say to be continued. And they leave you a cliffhanger so that you'll want to turn in the next time. So I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. While all of this is going on, all this is going on, it's your, it's your cliffhanger here. All this is going on, there's a young man standing there watching all of this. Y'all ain't hearing me. They're stoning a man to death. And as a young man, he's not throwing, but he's, he got their coats over there. He's holding their coats while they are stoning. There's a young man standing there watching all of this. 
Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you sort of wonder why he wasn't joining in throwing rocks? Don't you sort of wonder why he wasn't a part of the mob crowd doing what they did? There's a young man standing there watching him die. But while he's watching, he's noticing this man ain't dying like folk normally die. Y'all ain't hearing. He's noticing uh, this man ain't dying like folk normally die. Usually when folk, yeah, die who are being stoned to death, they're screaming in there. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? But this man is not doing that. He's standing there watching. He says he's just sitting there looking toward heaven. Y'all ain't hearing me. He said, I, I don't know what's wrong with this man. He's just standing there looking toward heaven. Are y'all hearing me? And then he hears, uh, yeah, and they, he hears him announce what he saw. He says, uh, as he's looking toward this young man, is watching that. He's looking at him. He's looking toward heaven, and he says, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of my, are y'all hearing me? Not only that, he hears Stephen while he is praying. He is a dying man who is down there praying, and he hears him praying, yeah, not just for himself, but he hears this young man praying for the folk who are stoning him to death. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> Tune in next time. Yeah. Tune in next time and see what kind of effect that this kind of stuff have. Tune in next time and see what kind of effect you can have on somebody if you learn how to walk by faith. Are y'all hearing me? Tune in next time and you'll see how others uh, will come to faith just by watching the way you live your life. Faith is always, are y'all hearing me? Songwriter said it best. My faith looks up to thee, thy lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Hear me while I pray. Take all my sins away. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we've come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, and guess what? He has never, <laughs> never failed me. Yet we've got to learn to live out our faith. Not just talk about it. We've got to learn to walk it, knowing that the world is watching us. And if we walk it right, we do it just right. The world is hungry for the living bread. And we ought to lift the Savior for men to see. Trust him. Don't doubt the word that he says, I'll draw all men. And now is that time. Jesus has been lifted. And his promise is, if you lift me up, I'll draw. I, I'll draw. Don't you try to draw. You don't have any drawing power. But if you lift me up, I'll draw all men unto me. If you're unsaved today, you have an opportunity. If you're in the house today and don't know him, 
you have an opportunity to turn your life around. Maybe you already know him. Maybe you're already a child of God, but you just have not been walking by faith. Today, you can make a decision. You can make a decision that I will walk this thing. This is your opportunity. If you're in this house, won't you come? Lift him up. Oh, 
to come and give your life to him that you can even die for him and and from the word of scripture he he won't just sit there he will rise up and let the world know that this is one of my own amen he's at the right hand of the father right now people of God so if you want to give your life to him I don't know of a better time than to give your life right now he may even be standing for you now waiting to receive you unto himself come give your life to him you ought to lift him up you may be seated lift him up
Amen. Lift him up. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of all. He's worthy. He's worthy of your best praise. He's worthy. He's still speaking from eternity. the church say yeah 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 oh yeah say yeah yeah Say my soul, say my soul, say my soul, say my soul. The Lord say my soul. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I can't say a word, <laughs> all right now I can just wave my hand because God's been just that good. <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's right. Better bless the Lord up in here. Yeah, lift it. Oh, better bless the Lord up in here. 
Brother Hayes, we have Shelton McCombs coming by Christian experience. Amen, amen, amen. Give God praise. Won't you stand wherever you are? Need to know your face. Amen. amen. No, amen. bless the Shelton. Lord. Amen. Give God amen. praise for our amen. brother. Amen. 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 God for you. You may be seated, sir. Just some, uh, some notes before. We are dismissed from this place, but never from the very presence of our God. It's a wonderful time in the life of Salem Church. We celebrate Funk Bogus homecoming. And we have a block party. We have a block party for the 20th of August on the grounds of Heritage Hall. Amen. Give God praise for that. The time of the party will be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Amen. Ain't nothing like a church party, I guess. Amen. We come early and leave early. That's all right. <laughs> Minister Japaris, you mind coming on up to give? Praise the Lord Church. Just want to reiterate our announcement from last weekend that we will be having our homecoming festivities this weekend. So we definitely want to see every face in the place on the grounds of Heritage Hall. Amen. Um, we have so many activities and things for you to do for the entire family. And so we want to make sure that we see everyone out. It's a great time for us to fellowship and just enjoy that God, all that God is doing in the life of this church. Amen. And then on Sunday, as uh, Pastor Jason said, we have our uh, homecoming worship service at 9 a.m. in the main parking lot. Um, our attire, we are requesting that you wear white. And then immediately following that, we have our gospel brunch in Heritage Hall. Many of you who were here last Sunday in person were able to purchase your tickets for that. And so we want to provide that opportunity again immediately following this service uh, at the top in the main vestibule area and to my right, your left, uh, immediately outside of the church. And those tickets are $50, and they will remain $50 for the remainder of the week. Uh, those who purchased your T-shirts uh, last uh, week, those will be ready for pickup uh, at the church office this Friday. And Brother Morgan, who is doing our T-shirts, will also be available um, at our block party on Saturday to sell uh, shirts. That those will be ongoing sales as well. Uh, for those of you who desire to purchase your ticket through the Eventbrite link, if you have not seen that link go out, uh, just give the church office a call and they will be happy to uh, make sure that you are taken care of. Amen? Amen. Let me reiterate now because this is church anniversary. Church anniversary and church anniversary, we're used to doing it a certain way. You know, it's, we, we normally, when it well, Really, years ago, we, when I got here, we had dinners on the ground, and uh, they would spread tables out here under these trees, and we'd be here all day long, eating out the trunk of cars. Wonder we all ain't dead. <laughs> Eat, eating, <laughs> eating out of the trunk of cars and all kinds. We had just, but that has always been a wonderful. This year, this year, we're doing something new. 
And I, I, I know how church, I know how we are about new stuff. <laughs> I know. See, that's the last coffin nails in the coffin nails of the church is we ain't ever done that before. <laughs> We're doing something new. <laughs> and this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So please check the schedule out and plan. Go ahead and plan now to be here. This is going to be an awesome weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We're hoping that members of Salem that have come through here all over the years, that they're all going to come and that we're all going to chance to fellowship together once again here at Salem Church. So we're just looking forward, looking forward to seeing everybody here in this place. Amen. Amen. So please stop, get your tickets before you leave. And we want to just make sure that everybody is a part of this great celebration. Uh, we want to uh, announce the passing of Brother Greg Davis. Uh, Brother Greg uh, is a friend all around here. We all know him. We all got to know him. He was one of those people who was always here, always around. Uh, his service will be this coming Friday here at Salem at 1 o'clock. So we ask that all of us who can be in attendance, we ask that we'll all be in prayer for Sister Marvel and Sister Marva and the Terror family. Uh, this is a part of their family uh, who stayed with them for years and years and years. So let's just be in prayer with them. Also, Sister Son Viru went home to be with the Lord. And I don't think uh, those arrangements are finalized yet. But Sister Son Viru, uh, many of you, you'll see her and we'll... Uh, see it in the announcements, but Sister Rue was one of what we all know as one of the golden girls. Those three sisters that used to sit over there. One went home to be with the Lord last, last, last maybe last summer, last fall. Uh, now here's another one that is gone. So we would just want to be in prayer uh, with that entire, with that entire family as it go through. Please be in prayer with that one sister that's left. Uh, she was. I talked to her last night, and she, she was just saying how how uh, it how hard it is to see them both leave her here. But we're all here for her. So please, uh, let's just be in prayer uh, with Sister. I uh, get them tangled up. Sister Crockett, Sister Sister Sister, sister Lenora Crockett. Uh, I I always saw them all at the same time, and I call them all pretty much by the same name. <laughs> But Sister Lenora, let's keep her in our prayers. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer following the church anniversary. Next Sunday, we will start revival. <clears throat> revival will start on that Monday night with Pastor Darrell Bloodsaw from the Ebenezer Baptist Church, uh, my home church, uh, the Ebenezer Baptist Church West in Athens. He will be with us for three nights are following the homecoming. Amen. God bless you. God keep you is our, is our prayer. We also, by, by way of announcement for bereavement, uh, Brother Marcus Woods lost his father. Charlie Woods want to be in prayer for Brother Marcus Woods also. Uh, just for your safety, we ask that as we exit the building, those to my right, to your, to my left, I'm sorry, your right, if you would exit out of the double doors, and then those to my right and your left would exit, exit out single file, out the single door to uh, my right and your left. And we thank God for all of you for your continued sharing 
in giving, and we ask that you would continue to give for the upbuilding of the kingdom through this to Salem Church. May we all stand. God be with you. us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may be it both hence now forth and forevermore and the people of God said There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.